Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Hey, Trish. Good evening, T. How are you? Happy New Year. Lord. New Year, wait, wait, girl, I had a lot going on last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I'm so grateful 2023 is done. Okay, well, hold on. Let me bring over the YouTube side. Then we can Ooh. talk about it. All right. All right, hold on. Okay, welcome you guys. Welcome. Oh my God, we got a lot to talk about. It's gonna be crazy. And guess what, guys? Trish is back. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I sent the link to Keish. I'm waiting her to pop in, and then we can go. We can go ahead and get started. I gave her the link. Excellent. Um, so. Oh, my God. Okay, so how was your birthday? Uh, Y'all, I got strep throat. (laughs) No. I did. I did. I didn't even, I wasn't even able to do anything for New Year's, but (laughs) it's okay. This is, I told my boss today, I'm like, I'm redoing New Year's. Today's my December 31st. Happy New Year. I'll see you next Monday. (laughs) Oh, my God. You got strep? I did. It was really a bummer, but. It's okay. <laughs> oh my God, that's terrible. Everybody's been sick. I, that's what I, I've heard. So I can't really, you know, I mean, it just happened. So welcome to 57. <laughs> Ooh, well, yeah. How welcome to 57. <laughs> You're silly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you're feeling better though, right? Yes, ma'am. I am. Thank you so much. Okay. Good, 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 good. Um, Yes, Happy New Year to everybody. I mean, I'm telling you, Bold and the Beautiful came at the gate the first week of of this year with a bang. Hey, Keish. Hey. Hey. Yes, ma'am, I am. Sorry. (laughs) You had YouTube on in the background. (laughs) Yeah. I was trying to turn it down, but I was turning it the wrong way. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so Trish had strep for her birthday. Oh, <laughs> it was super cool. <laughs> oh, my. I'm sad to hear that. Listen, okay. <laughs> you know what? You missed it. That's every because I was sick about two or three weeks ago, and then Jay Money got sick. I said Keish started it. Uh-uh. <laughs> And I said, Bree started it because I visited her state, and that's my good state. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So let's go ahead and get this show on the road because I know it's going to be a doozy. 
doozy, doozy, mm-hmm. doozy. And um, she, and we only had four four new episodes this week. Actually, it didn't even feel like it. Mm-mm. Yeah, it didn't. I mean, it really didn't. So, all right. So, welcome you guys to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where myself T, and then we got Trish. And then we got Keish, and we're going to be recapping both The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful for the week of January 1st through January 5th, 2024. And like I said, Bold came out with a bang. I'm ready to slap Finn, but you know. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, <laughs> man. We're going to have a field day with Finn. Oh, my I think God. everybody is ready to slap Finn. Everybody get in line. all right so for those that are new here um we recap the young and the restless first second half of the show is the bold and the beautiful and then we have our two segments our flip the script and who's taking the seat Mm. Mm -hmm. who's taking a seat this week no i know it's probably gonna be i think that one is gonna be yep Couldn't believe it. I, my mouth was just agape. Yes. Oh, oh man. Okay, so let's go ahead and get this show on the road. And uh, we're gonna start with the young and the restless first. I'm gonna do the summary, and then we're gonna break down the storylines. Okay, hold on. My system is moving slow. Oops. What the heck is that? Okay. So for the young and the restless for the week of January first. Okay, so Monday, New Year's Day, we had a repeat episode from 2003. And I'm, I don't think we even really need to recap all of that. That was that whole thing about Man. JT. Yeah, saving Colleen and all of that. Okay, so January 2nd, after spending New Year's with Sally, Adam lashes out at his family and Victoria drops a bombshell. She's taking a leave of absence. Christine taunts Phyllis. Sharon and Summer clear the air and Lucy plays matchmaker. Nate unwittingly keeps Nikki from drinking. Audra reveals her dad was an alcoholic and Claire worries that uh, Victoria will abandon her. And then Sharon's dream leads her to a realization and she break up a chain. All right. Um... Where do y'all want to start at? So I am going to be straight up honest. I don't think I paid any attention to Tuesday's episode. Because really? I don't remember any, I don't remember um, the conversation with Audra talking about her father being an alcoholic. Uh, that the most was, I remember um, is Adam, Adam and Sally talking. Yeah, that was January 4th episode. Third. That was yesterday. Oh, was it? Well, dang, mm-hmm. I pay attention to yesterday. So, too. <laughs> I don't know what I watched this week. <laughs> that happens sometimes. You just kind of glaze over. It's like, is it over already? I don't I mean, right. even remember. Look, maybe maybe I, maybe I, you need to replace me with Bree so I can watch these episodes real quick. <laughs> <To> rewatch. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so January 2nd, that particular episode is um Adam was pissed when Victor uh, and and uh, Nicholas let him in on the fact of what happened in Oregon. Okay, I do remember I remember part of that, yeah. 
Okay, so that's what happened. And then Victoria decided to take a leave of absence. And then that's when um, Sally decided to have that little funky sometimes. They were at the jazz lounge or whatever. And, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let's start out with the whole thing with um, huh. well, let's start out with Heather. Uh, Y'all, they are so cute. Who? Heather and Heather Daniel. Heather. Really? And I'm a Lily and Daniel fan. Okay. How can this be happening? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had a choice between Lily and Daniel and Heather and Daniel, I probably would pick Heather and Daniel. I don't see the chemistry there with Lily and Daniel. It just seemed like that ship had sailed for me. Well, y'all know how I feel. I mean, and I, I know, I know, I know. I, that's why I can't believe it came out of my mouth. <laughs> I, mean, I never thought I'd say it, but Heather coming back, it's a whole different dynamic. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, she didn't used to do anything. You know, I've always never really even thought I missed her, you know, didn't even, didn't miss her, didn't think about her. And now Forgot she's back it. and I really like her character. Yeah, I mean, I guess the whole thing with with um, that situation is the fact that Heather, I mean, Lucy is trying to put them two together. She's trying and, to be the, what's that parent trap thing? Exactly. And, you know, she told her mama to come over there for them pancakes and she kind of made up a little fake story talking about how, who, who you think I did was. He looks at her like she's a Jenna. <laughs> Heather's ice cream today. <laughs> exactly. You don't remember. What do you think about that, uh, Keith? What, about what? Heather and Daniel specifically? About that particular episode. I guess for me, it's more so Daniel that's kind of getting on my nerves in this situation. Heather is only doing what I don't know what what she thinks is best for her. Mm -hmm. She's going after her ex. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, you can't be mad at her for that. It's not like Lily and Daniel are married or anything. So if anything, Daniel is the one that's kind of in the wrong, I guess, for allowing her to be um, in his space the way he is. Like, that's on him to tell her, like, this is, I feel like this is inappropriate. I'm with Lily. Um, I'm not comfortable with you being over here in this, you know, intimate setting. Like, I don't care if they do have kids together. It's not necessary for them to, to hang out the way they're hanging out. If she wants to spend time with her daughter, she can spend time with her daughter, but it doesn't need to be in Daniel's apartment with him, but he's allowing right. it. So she's not, you know, of course she's going to, she's going to accept it and she's going to mm -hmm. do it because that's what she wants so it's on Daniel to to like set those boundaries with her and he's not doing that yeah and he didn't even tell her that it wasn't him that invited her for pancakes I mean she guessed it she knew but yeah. they need to set the kids straight because well and you know they're not going to so well of course not you know and Lucy noticed she can you know play games between the two of them and you know with Danny being there you know giving his two cents about everything, talking about, well, look at what you're doing. And I'm like, man, please be quiet. You're in a whole triangle. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what are you I'm talking about? I'm just so about? tired so of them of this show not being able to figure it out with Lily. Like what? What is she going to do now? Because mm-hmm. from Sharon's episode, it looks like they're going to put him, her, and Nick back together. Mm-hmm. So, what's left there for Lily? I don't know. I mean, who's available? I mean, if you look at the the guys on the show, if Nicholas is going back to Sharon, Adam is with Sally, Chance is going to probably head over to Summer, of course. Um, Billy is with Chelsea. Who's left? Devon is with Abby. Well, for her Devon, family, her brother. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not going on. Look at I just ran out of people. <laughs> what, Tucker? Tucker, well, Kyle, and Jack. Well, Jack's married. Right. And Kyle, I think that he's Kyle and Lily, that's not going to work. That would be a yawn fest. Absolutely. And then Tucker, mm-mm. Oh, that would be gross. Devon would have a conniption about that if that was the case because he yeah. already disowned his dad. Mm-mm. So she would be left out again. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I know. Once I, again, it's uh, like they. I, I don't know. I feel like they do her character so wrong on that show. Yeah, it's like then you know. Other than the issue with the fact that she had the wreck that caused Hillary's death, I mean, she's. And, and then, of course, you know, back when she was a teen, but she was a teen when she ran away, ran off Daniel. But I mean, normally she always does the right thing. She's always polite. She's always kind. So, of course, she's not going to win, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing I think about Phyllis. Phyllis is floating from time, too. Mm-hmm. I don't like that whole triangle with Phyllis and um, Danny and Christine, and they're acting like immature schoolgirls. You know, it's like, really? I mean, if Christine gonna end up with Dan with Danny, go have at it. Get put Phyllis with somebody. Even that whole dream sequence. I mean that that whole thing about reenacting at the altar. Corny. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had the laughing sequence and the laughing sound effects in the <laughs> background. And oh, that God. whole thing was crazy to me. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm glad it wasn't the entire episode. It looked like it maybe was the first 30 minutes or the first 40 minutes, and then the remaining time was the breakup and whatnot. But yeah, I will you know, say she looked beautiful. Who? Sharon. Yeah, I just, it was so because I, I knew that they were going to do the breakup, you know, once I got the information yesterday. But when I saw the actual video, they downplayed, you know, Chance moving on. This was all about a chick reuniting. Mm-hmm. It was all about Nick and Sharon. That whole thing, him being the love of life and all of this. And, you know, I'm like, okay, so, yeah, she broke up with him. But this is about putting Nick and Sharon back together. Which I think is kind of, I like, for her to have a standalone episode and then it just be about her and Nick mm-hmm. basically getting back together or not not to say that it's happening but just you know the basis of that of that um, episode to me was leading her back to Nick mm-hmm. and I'm like this is a standalone episode you gave Sharon and she's been on the show for how long 
Yeah, they did all of that to break up those two and to put this grand entrance back into putting Nick and Sharon together. I can't believe it's been five years since they've been broken up. I thought it was longer. Yeah, it's been a minute. I thought so, too. I thought it was longer than that. Because when she mm-hmm. said it's been five years, I'm like, really? I had to count back. Okay, so that's 2019. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't believe 2019 was five years ago. It just seemed like we came out of the... I mean, we start this podcast in 2019. It's just time is just flying. Um... But I, I thought it was longer than that, that Sharon and Nick broke up. I didn't know it was like 2019. But I um, just think her, and y'all know, I'm not, you know, a huge, I'm not really a Sharon fan, but I feel like for the amount of time that she's been on this show, she deserved mm-hmm. better than what she got for her standalone episode. I do too. I'm I like the concept that. of what they did. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that it wasn't a, just a bunch of like flashbacks. Um, and there was like active present day things going on. I just, I feel like it should have been more about about her. And I don't really feel like it was. I feel like it was more about her relationship with Nick. Yeah, exactly. I liked the comedic parts of it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Some parts was like, it was odd, corny, but it, it was a little funny, I guess. I had to laugh at some parts of it because it was like, wow, you know. But I'm just glad that, you know, poor a Chance can't catch a break because it was January of 2023 when <laughs> he caught, you know, Abby sleeping with Devon. Mm-hmm. And here we are a year later and now Sharon then broke up with it. Well, he's got somebody out there waiting for him if he wants to, if he really wants to get into another relationship. Okay, so let me ask you guys. We kind of in her dream saw the, you know, the interactions between Summer and Chance. How do you think they look together on I screen? Think they look gorgeous together. Very good. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. I'm looking forward to it. They better make this good, especially if we get a bedroom scene out of them. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just do wondering. it right or don't do it at all. Right. Exactly. I'm just wondering how they're going to develop Chance's feelings because, I mean, as you could see in the, the was it yesterday's episode or the day before, when Sharon asked him, you know, if we weren't dating, would you be interested in Summer? And it was just like Summer was no, there wasn't a thought of Summer in his mind in that way and that they were just friends. So I, I, I want to see how they develop his feelings for her over time. Yeah, is it going to be some kind of a uh, getting stuck in an elevator together, talking all night, or in a storm, or, you know, I mean, there's any number of ways they could do it. Well, I mean, she's probably going to shoot a shot like she told her brother. Yeah. So if she tells him, look, I find you highly attractive. I've been interested in crushing on you for a while now, blah, 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 because he wants to fall in love with somebody. Yeah. Sharon was like, eh, nope. <laughs> and then, you know, if if he can get that love story with Summer, I think he'll be open to it. Maybe he'll be like, well, let's start out with a date. Yeah. You I, know? Hope so. I hope so. They better make this good. Don't screw it up, Josh Griffith. Right. Oh, Please don't so. screw it up. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll all believe it when we see it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You know, but I, something interesting in that dream sequence, you know, Adam actually came out and said, I was never the love of your life, but your dark temptation. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of hurt my feelings. I'm like, dang, so we, we never gonna, <laughs> I'm never going to get an Adam Sharon uh, union again. <laughs> no, mm-mm, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. But you know what I thought about? The first thing that came to my mind was Hope and Thomas. You know, I mean, I'm, I know we're not there yet because we got a lot to unpack. But I'm like, did she see the darks, the, the bad boy image? Kind of like Adam is a bad boy image. Did, did you know before I saw the today's episode of Bold, the first thing that came to my head was I want to do Hope C. Thomas as a dark temptation, you know, which is why she's so highly attracted to him because he's that he's the, the bad boy, yeah. The fan, that's what it is. She's rebellious, <laughs> <laughs> mm. oh, yeah. So, anyway, we'll talk about that later. Now I gotta, I got, I just gotta go to this other part that when um, Adam found out what happened with his family, Nick is just so maybe you know Sharon would lighten them up if they get back together. Somebody need to. He was sitting up in that office talking about, well, I really, you know, I had a lot of other things to focus on and tell you what's going on. Dude was like, but I'm your brother, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Poor Adam. Oh man, I'm like, do he? And hey, he never gives up. Adam sticks and stays in there with his family. Yep, I know, and I don't get it. Like I'd have been done with them years ago. Like they clearly don't want to involve you. They clearly don't care. And Adam just, I feel like, follows them around like a lost little puppy, just asking for for asking for love. Abby gets left out too, but at least she doesn't follow anybody like a puppy anymore. Yeah, Abby be in her own little world. Uh, Abby is yeah, more of an Abby yeah. to me than a Newman. <laughs> yeah, at this point, yes. Yeah, Abby is like, I'm doing my own thing. I'm staying out of the Newman drama. I got my Newman money. I got my restaurant. I got my lover and I got my baby. <laughs> I'm doing just yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, she don't care about none of that. No, Monica Beelan is so funny, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Did you see? Oh, hey, Bree. Oh, she's stepping away. Be back for a little bit. Okay, girl. Um, Jay Money says Adam and Sharon is done. The only way I see Sharon and Adam getting back together is Mark leaves and they bring back Michael Muni because that's the Adam and Sharon that had the most chemistry. Do you believe that? Honestly, my one of my favorite scenes with Adam and Sharon is the plane crash. Oh, <clears throat> and that was with Michael Muni. Well, I forgot all about that. I forgot about that. Y'all, that was intense. You went way back. He's way back. OG. Mm-hmm. He said OG. <laughs> <laughs> it must be turning 57. It's like everything's OG to me now. <laughs> oh, girl, you're so silly. Uh, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> what were you about to say, Keish? I was just saying, I'm going to have to go back and look up that episode. I totally forgot about the plane crash. It's a good one. Well, you know what my favorite episode is. Yes, we know. 
I mean, Adam and, oh, yeah, Adam and Sharon is that whole thing. Yeah. So. And that was with the current Adam, right? Yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was something. Whew. That, yeah, that was definitely something. <laughs> mm. Um, but yeah, he's like, I'm your brother. I'm like, why are you treat that dude got a whole organ in your daughter? Come on now. <laughs> you have to still be that mean. And spoiler alert, Monday, Victor make both Adam and Nicholas co CEOs of Newman. Oh Lord, another co CEO. I mean, why do you need two? I just don't get it. I'm sitting here going, what company? And why do you think that they would even work well together? Well, who does this? You know, that's going to be a whole power trip of tug of war. And Nicholas is not happy about it. Of course not. Well, I mean, my thing is, give it to Adam. Nicholas don't know. He always have one foot in and one foot out the door. Mm-hmm. I you know I just but I feel like in this situation simply because Adam is in the position he's going to want to be there because he's going to want to quote unquote keep keep an eye on Adam so mm-hmm. that is going to motivate him to want to work at Newman just just to keep an eye on him and make sure that he's not trying to take the company or screw the company over in some way Oh Lord, I I don't like you said the co these co CEOs. It's almost like they're afraid to give somebody the title. So I'll make both of them co CEOs, so nobody will get their feelings hurt. Right, knowing that it's not a good idea, Mm-mm. especially with Nick and and Adam. Yeah, that's a catastrophe waiting to happen. Yeah, he wasn't even co CEO of Victoria, right? Wasn't so- Nick? Wasn't Nick just like the, was he a COO? Or? COO, yeah. He was COO. And then when Victor stepped in, he gave Victoria the motion to co-CEO. Which, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then we also had another storyline with Claire. And she wants Victoria gone. I don't know. I like. I think was it Keish? We was talking about this um, the other night. Um, it's boring now because yeah. when you got rid of Jordan, it's now just the rehabilitation of trying to get her back, and that's all good and fine. But there's no spark to it. What do you guys think? I yes, I I am. I'm already bored with it. And uh, like what I was telling you the other night, I wish that they wouldn't have gone so hard on the the crazy Aunt Jordan um, part yet and actually had her come to Genoa City with Claire and just be a menace in that way. Not to the point where she's kidnapping and trying to murder people, but just, you know, just the typical town menace causing issues and stirring up drama because they didn't they didn't know who Jordan was. They didn't recognize her, and they didn't. We know didn't Claire know who before. Jordan was. Yeah. Right. Didn't even know Eve had a sister. Right. No. Nope. So that would didn't even been... remember Eve. <laughs> uh, right. So that, to me, that would have been more fun to to watch for you know the next few months, and then if they wanted to have her go down that that dark hole of kidnapping them and trying to murder them, then they could do it later. But I already yeah, this on Jordan. <laughs> totally out of left field. 
and yeah. ridiculous in every way. I don't know. It's like, again, is there like bags on the table and you pick a subject, an adjective? I mean, are you just doing Mad Libs with your soaps? Are you just doing Mad Soaps? Yeah. Because it, it, this whole thing, the way it happened, I can see somebody kidnapped the baby. Now they find out their baby did not die. Now they have, have to go through all of that. But this, the whole, the whole ridiculousness of putting an IV in Nikki, bringing back the alcohol, that whole thing pissed me off. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The whole thing to me is just, it's a little insulting as a viewer. Yeah. I mean, my thing is, if they would make this more interesting, if Jordan broke out of prison, pull a Sheila Carter or something. Yeah, you know they need I mean? Jordan inserted in this, like, in this storyline. Exactly. exactly. Like, I, I mean, I am interested in what happens with Claire, like, if they're mm -hmm. able to repair that relationship or, you know, that kind of stuff, but uh, I don't need a, a an, an episode or two episodes to focus on her story. Like, just give me a scene or, or two here and there. Right. Yeah, I mean, because at this point, you know, you got Victoria talking to her while she sleep, Cole talking to her while she sleep. He read a whole story to her, a once upon a time story. And then she, and see, here's the thing about Claire, and I understand she's confused and whatnot, but one of the reasons why she's not in jail right now is because of both Cole and Victoria getting Michael to pull her out of the situation. You know what I'm saying? And then now she's like, don't come back. Like, wait a minute. I know you're going through some stuff, but uh, yeah. we pull I mean, some strings to keep you out of prison. Right. I can kind of see where Claire's coming from, you know, by saying, um, I, I grew up my whole life basically thinking you guys didn't want me. It was basically ingrained into her mind that her parents didn't want her, didn't want anything to do with her. And then she did this whole little thing where she, you know, tried to help her aunt kill them, basically. So, like, her saying, her, her saying, how could we ever, how could you ever, like, look at me and forget about what I did? And how could I ever get over thinking that, you know, growing up thinking that my parents didn't want me? Let's just, basically, let's just cut ties here. Not because she was ungrateful, but because of those events that happen, like those are going to be things that they're not going to be able to forget. So I kind of, like, I, I kind of understand why she told her to, to leave and never come back. Cause she, she's going to enter that family and they're all they're going to remember or not all they're going to remember, but they're always going to remember that she tried to murder them. Well, the other thing is she didn't have a problem looking at them when she said, please help me. Can you please yeah, help that time? I'm talking about to keep her out of jail when she wanted them to help her figure out a way that she didn't have to go to prison. And that's when, you know, Victoria and them say, you know, we will help you, but you got to be able to do this, that, and the third. And so they arranged all this stuff and then you want to say, okay, peace out. But it's she not like she was part. saying it in a, a, a nasty way. It, it would be different if she was like, all right, bye. I don't want anything to do with you guys. You, I thought that's you guys what she, suck. 
I don't I didn't feel like she was saying it in the, in that way. I felt like it was more so it'll be hard for you guys to ever forgive me and it'll be hard for me to get over, you know, the way I grew up thinking about you. Yeah, I didn't take it as a as just a, a flippant I don't want anything to do with you guys. Um, what do you think, Trish? I mean, I cannot imagine the trauma of the realization that you were lied to your entire life and trying to figure it all out. It would be so confusing to me. I think, I think my brain might like slightly break. I think she's broken right now. And I think she's in a really, um, she's in a very vulnerable place. She doesn't know who to trust, what to think, why to think it. Um, I mean, can you imagine being told that you were tossed aside as a baby and not wanted? I can't even, I can't even comprehend that. And to have it drilled into your head that these people just, you know, didn't even look back and, and knowing full well that they mourned the death of an infant, you know, at birth, the whole thing to me is just mind blowing. I can't, I can't imagine this for real. Yeah, well, I remember Victoria saying in this conversation, you know, that you were groomed and all of this, and she tried to take a little bit of accountability by saying, but I still grew up, and I know what's right and wrong, and I know that this is something that I shouldn't have done as a morality piece to this. So, because I think we had this in conversation probably a, early last month, or maybe late November about the fact that she grew up, you should know whether or not you should kidnap somebody or not. You know that that's wrong, mm -hmm. you know. So I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence with that because she have moments of clarity, which is understandable. I'm not saying that she should be a hundred percent clear, you know, but she has moments of clarity in some points and then you know at first she was like you know can you help me out of this situation they go through hoops to do it and then she tried to take accountability for the fact that as an adult you should already know you shouldn't kidnap somebody and then she turned around and said get out you know i don't don't come back here again if you do i'll take you off the guest list and all this all kind of stuff I'm like wait what so i mean she's unstable yeah she don't, she don't know what she wants. Well, I know what I, I would hope that they move the story along. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Can we like, have it play out in the background? <laughs> yeah, you know, or else bring Jordan in there to kind of spice this thing up. You know, <laughs> it's just. I'm Jordan like, is going to break out of jail somehow, some way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I hope so. She'll come out of there somehow. <laughs> Now we got this whole thing with Nikki and her drinking. Ugh. Yeah, now this that's bad. Yeah. I mean, Nate, she, you know, Nate was like, Look, I'm looking out for your well being. And she was like, you know, she wasn't too happy about being snitched on. Yeah. You know. And she she tried to pour that vodka in that glass of uh what was that? Club soda and lime. And uh, when Nate pretty much stopped her, because I mean, Nate didn't know what was in there, but he, you know, she listened. So, I don't know. I hate to see I don't even know why Nate bothers. Like, yeah. why do you even bother caring about anything that that family does? 
He feels guilty. He carries oh, guilt with him. He, for he all, didn't do anything to them. <laughs> no, no, but that doesn't matter. I just think that he just feels guilty about what he's done. And I think that just kind of plays over or spills over into every aspect of his life. He's trying to, I think, maybe rebuild his karma or something. Well, I don't need Nate kissing a butt. Yeah. He's doing that. You know what? You're right. I mean, Keish, because it's like, how how long are you going to keep trying to help people that don't want, you know, they don't care about you? If it was up to Victor and and Nicholas, you wouldn't even have that job with your cousin. Right. Nope. And Nikki can't even be halfway civil to him. Nope. Nope, not at all. You know, so I mean, I just hate to see Nikki fall off the wagon like that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, with that whole vodka in the IV situation that happened last month, that really just she can't. She's struggling. Yep. She and but she's playing a part well. She is. Yes, she is. Like I'm glad it wasn't a. You know, I go. I'm glad it wasn't just isolated to. Um, her being at Jordan's house, and then like once they got out of that situation, everything was all good. Like they're actually, yeah, Mm -hmm. they're actually like carrying it out, and this has really affected her. And now she's struggling with not drinking again. And it wasn't just like a, you know, a few days of them feeding her alcohol, and and now she's back to being sober, magically Mm -hmm. with no issues. These real serious storylines stress me out. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm glad they're done with the whole Eric and the Eric situation for the last month and a half. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, she's playing it very well. The girl that's playing stumbling and talking, especially at that Friday preview when she was with uh, Lauren. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that preview. Yeah. Oh, Shabritha says it's not Nate that Nate feels guilty um for kissing Newman's butt. He thinks that it'll get him accepted and that that and he's just being around narcissistic people and trying to kiss their butts. That could be too, Shabritha. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Somebody said something in the comment about a triangle sky. What if Claire and Chance got together? They could do a summer and Claire triangle. Mm-hmm. No, Honestly, I might have. I kind of sort of thought that was where Sharon's dream was going to go when Summer and Chance said, let's go. Are you ready? I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> My thing is, I forgot to bring that up. Why the heck was Tessa dancing with Adam? I don't have a clue. I didn't yeah, that, was, that was weird. That was weird. And then who's the lady that was sitting down next to Nicholas in at the GCAC? I'm like, who's random or some random? Some mm-hmm. random girl. People were asking that on Twitter. It was like, who is that girl? <laughs> yeah, that was Nobody that was knew. odd. How'd you get that part? <laughs> exactly. Where do, you, where do you come from? Who do you know? <laughs> Well, I will say I'm glad that Victor got the alcohol out of the house. Finally, I know right. some common sense. Yeah, I, I, I think people have been uh, mentioning something about that ever since 
it's gone back to uh, Nikki and her, you know, her issue. Mm-hmm. And people are like, it, and I think before nobody ever really paid too much attention to it because it had been how many years since Nikki had fallen off the wagon? Quite a while. So like, it's been a while. We we all will always see them just about every episode pouring a drink, either mm-hmm. being at home or at the office. And it never even crossed my mind. Like he's got the alcohol in the house and Nikki is an alcoholic until now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad he finally, because I mean, the moment he found out like a week or so ago, that alcohol should have been gone because she kept sneaking it, putting it in her flask and everything. But finally he got it out of the house. So that's good. She came over there looking like, what happened? Right. <laughs> And Victor strolled over there like, mm, yeah, I moved it. Sorry. Well, it's about time he did. Exactly. Exactly. Can you, uh, Monique said that they could see Adam and Claire bonding. Yeah, I just, again, I, we were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Remember? And, and I was like, I bet, um, I bet Victoria like tells her, warns her to stay away from Adam, and tells yeah. Adam to stay away from her. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm curious to see how she blends into this whole family dynamic. You know, with everybody now learning who she is, and mm-hmm. you know, once she gets her therapy completed, you know, how does she blend into General City's life? Yeah. You know, yeah. do, do she go find a job? Do she work at Newman? You know, she's Victoria's daughter, Victor's granddaughter. You know, what's next? Because Victor like to use all his kids as pawns on a chessboard. A chess. You know what it would. Sorry. No, go ahead. You know what it would be nice to see is if her and Summer bond because Summer that Summer doesn't have any friends. Could Summer please have a friend? Exactly. She sure doesn't, do she? Huh? Hmm. I wonder how that would go. They're cousins. Yeah. I think between Summer and I don't think Lily has friends either. No, not really, except for her brother. Mariah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I barely really see her and Mariah together. I think Mariah more with Elena than Lily. Yeah, so I don't know. It's gonna actually Mariah, Abby, and Elena. I feel like and Tessa all hang out together. Like you see them in scenes with each other more than you see them with any other other women on the show. Yeah, I think Lily's just kind of a dangling participle with the group. (laughs) She said a dangling participle. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) she's just hanging out sometimes for no reason. Man, listen. <laughs> Y'all know I love Lily. <laughs> I know, but it's just that I don't know. That I think well, of course we lost, you know, the Neil character and the Drew character. I just that family need to be bigger. You know what know. I'm saying? If you're gonna have some content for that family, because when they had the other members of the family, there was a lot more story to write. Maybe now, instead of killing off Emma on both, they should have just 
moved her over to YNR. <laughs> that would have been a good thing. She could have been another person because she is related to them, right? So, mm-hmm. as you know, as a barber, you know, so I don't know. I, it's just like they don't, like you said, they don't know. What are you going to do with Lily besides have her work all the time? She doesn't have any friends. She really don't Hi. have a. Uh oh. Hello? See you guys. Um, she really don't, Lily don't have, like you said, Keith, she really don't have any friends. And then look like Daniel might be on his way out. So, what yep. does she do now? That's the thing. So, well, you know what? I take that back. Her, I think her and Abby are friends, Lily and Abby. Yeah. Cause she was she was giving uh Heather the side eye That's at a uh, society. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, she was looking out for, wondering if Heather was coming after Daniel. Yeah. So, um, what else did we have this week? We had the dream sequence. Uh, Audra's dad is also an alcoholic. She broke that story to Nikki. To try to say, hey, if you need a sounding board, Nikki was like, nope, we got this over here. So, so um, part of me thought it was very kind of Audra, and part of me mm-hmm. thought it was very intrusive of Audra. Really? Okay. A little bit. I had a little bit of mixed feeling there mm-hmm. because um, they don't have that kind of a relationship. And I realized that when you see someone spiraling, that you, if you can help them, you should try to help them if possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I just feel like Nikki felt intruded upon. And she was, and it's not for not good reason. There's definitely a good reason, but I don't know. I just, Audra is, um, I don't know. She's sketch. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think because of the way her character is constantly scheming up to something, it's hard to know when Audra is being genuine about something. Truly sincere. Are you really, yeah, like, do you really care or are you angling for some information so you can try to pull something over on me? Exactly. That's exactly how I see that. Like, one side of me sees that. The other side of me does see that they were trying to show compassion on her part. Mm. So I don't know. Don't yeah. that yet. You know, you can tell when you have a week without Tucker. Yeah. I, Tucker just makes everything funner. <laughs> I know. And he's so wrapped up into multiple storylines. Mm-hmm. The week before he was, he was there. I mean, he, he, he kissed Phyllis. I mean, so funny. I know. Somebody in the thread of comments on here said that Tucker and Phyllis would be fun. And I do agree with that. That would be chaos. It would. And it would be great. It would be so (laughs) much fun. I hope they actually visit that because, I mean, as we go into the week of January 8th, you know, Christine and Phyllis are supposed to have a big fallout. And I'm like, why? Okay, so are we are is there going to be like cake or a chocolate fountain involved? Because if not, if <laughs> Sharon Snide remarks, it's probably not as going to be not going to be as fun. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm just over it with those two. Yeah, 
You know, I mean, Danny, okay, Christine, take Danny and run off into the sunset. I mean, I really, I wouldn't care technically about that storyline even being on. I'm more interested with the Tucker situation. Look like Cole, because I, I didn't, I forgot once I did a little research, Cole and Ashley were married at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. They sure were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't remember that. That go way back. Yep. It was during the time when, you know, they thought Cole was biologically um, Victor's son. And so, yeah. And so it would have been, you know, one of those. All kinds of ick. Right. And so they decided to break up. Well, when they broke up, he ended up, you know, writing about Ashley and also asking her to marry him. And then, of course, when it came out that the DNA test was, you know, that Cole wasn't Victor's son, then, you know, so the rest is history. So we saw in that Friday preview that Cole and Ashley are going to run into each other again. So are we having another triangle, possibly? Mm -hmm. Because Victoria, this week, when she was sitting at the GCAC, she looked like she kind of had a little spark in her eye talking to Cole. A little bit of glassy-eyed stuff going on there with her and Cole. Yeah. And, and yeah, Ashley and Cole. I mean, I don't know. I always, I was not a huge Cole fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember both of them, like the whole intertwinement, and then thinking, oh, my God, seriously, is they're going to make him Victor's son? They can't. That's just no. Please, no. Um, but I don't know. I don't know who I, is he going to stick around for a while? Has he signed a long term contract? Do we know? Does anybody know? Well, I would think mm-hmm. with, at least with the whole thing with her being in therapy, mm-hmm. he probably will be around. I mean, she's learning who her father is, who her mother is, and stuff like that. Now, after she gets out, you know, I know he's here for right now. What are you about to say, Keisha? Oh, nothing. That was a hiccup. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I know what I was going to say because T.A. just said Danny and Christine with the upside down smiley face. Thank you for reminding me. So when when Christine first said, go away for the weekend, the look on Danny's face, look, I thought it looked like he was going to throw up in the back of his throat. Like, well, I don't know what that look was, but it did not look like happy and excited. Um, but then... He was like, oh, yes, yes, I'd love to. But And it was like, well, okay, well, then what was that look all about if you'd love to? Because that look, that initial reactive look was not a look of I'd love to do that. It was a look of, I mean, <laughs> did y'all see the same thing I did when I dreamed this? Because he did not look excited. That is awesome. I, that was that was another thing that I must not have paid that close of attention to. <laughs> I have to go back and look. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what? She it made it look like she's trying to pull him out of town to get away from Phyllis. It did, and so because Phyllis told her over at the um, Crimson Light, you know, you feel threatened by me, and she was like, I don't feel threatened by you, or blah blah blah. And then right after that, she runs over to Daniel's house to that, mm-hmm. you know, and then talking about, let's get away and spend some time together. And he looking at her like, why? Yep. Why are you doing this now? Trying to and... spray her territory. Right. Exactly. Uh-huh. exactly. 
Yeah. And you know, honestly, she doesn't have to be. Right. It's Mm -mm. wild. Yeah. That's what I'm not understanding is like, Danny is clearly into you. Like he's taking you out on dates. He's spending all this time with you. So what are you concerned about? Because he hasn't shown, he hasn't shown any interest in Phyllis. Other than him kissing her that that one um, episode that last week, he did mm. not pull away. Yeah, he didn't pull away. However, he's still not giving Phyllis the same attention that he's giving yeah. Christine. Mm-hmm. So instead of instead of trying to do the hey let's get away for a weekend or whatever it is that she was trying to do, just ask him like do, what do you feel about Phyllis? Are you into her? Are you not into her? Is it going to be me? Is it me and you? Are you trying to figure things out? Like, what are we doing here? Hey, hey, Keish, tell her to pull a, a, a Sharon. If I was still in Portugal, would you go <laughs> with Phyllis? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. I, I just, I'm just not. I, and I know there's some... Well, here's the thing. From what I understand, the demographics that watch the show are 55 and up, majority. There are some people in the millennial and Gen Z era that do watch the show, but majority are old school um, watchers. So (laughs) there probably are a ton of Cricket, Phyllis, and Danny fans, you know, that may Mm -hmm. be enjoying this, but I just, it just looks. Phyllis looks desperate and pathetic chasing mm-hmm. after Danny. And like you say, with Christine, she looks insecure. Mm-hmm. Yes, she does. You know, and it's like, you are, you're the DA. I mean, you you can, if you, if Danny don't want to be with you, then don't be with him. You know what I'm saying? And, and Phyllis, how many times somebody got to tell you they don't want to be with you? Yeah, yeah. She just <laughs> Phyllis also is another one that always looks desperate when it comes yeah. to me. Yep. You know, I, I honestly, I really wish that um, the writers would like just make the women all have backbones. Could we do that? I mean, just give it a chance. Give it a shot. Cool. You mean like Steffi? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets a backbone. I feel like Oprah. You get a backbone, and you get a backbone, and you get a backbone. Everybody, everybody oh, finally it. has one too now. Yeah, cool. right. Yeah, oh, that that backbone got. You know what? <laughs> she she went to the chiropractor. She had some adjustments. Uh, what you saying? She got her back blown out. Yeah, <laughs> but um. Anyway, yeah, so, I mean, it's just, they just don't, this whole triangle just don't look good, you know, with one insecure and the other one looks pathetic, and it's just like, come on, you know, so hopefully they get a finality to this, and he just pick Cricket and y'all go somewhere else. Um, Let's see. What else did we? What else is out there? Because it was a what about day- the convo between um, Phyllis and Summer at the coffee oh, house. Oh yeah, where where Sharon was eavesdropping. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so yeah. what do you think about the advice that Phyllis gave um, Summer? So, generally, I don't yeah. feel like what Phyllis was saying to her was, was wrong. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with, because it's established that Chance and, and um, Sharon aren't in a serious relationship. They're not committed. Mm-hmm. They're just casually dating. Um, they're not married. So I, I don't think there is anything wrong with telling Summer, tell him how you feel. If you have these feelings for him, tell him how you feel. If this is something that you're interested in and, and you want to see if there's, you know, a future there. There's nothing wrong with that. It's up to Chance to tell her, I'm happy with Sharon. I, you know, I'm not into you like that. I just feel like we're only friends. Or maybe he is interested and he lets her know that and then he deals with whatever he needs to deal with with Sharon to that way he can focus on her or tell her you know what Sharon and I are casually dating we're not in a committed relationship so if that doesn't bother you then I'd like to take you out too I don't think there's anything wrong with that advice I just didn't like that Phyllis in my opinion where Summer was saying um you know I've I've matured it's called maturity because Phyllis was basically telling her, you're not the same summer I used to know, which that's, that was kind of like a, um, I think we were talking about it earlier. Yeah. Time. Like a dig toward Hunter King and <laughs> Allison Lanier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I didn't take it as a dig. I just thought it was a, a, a cute little, I don't know how to explain it because we all like, we all see it that way because she's a different summer. Yeah, so it was just did. one of those like, the way they formed that dialogue, it was kind of like a, um, it had a double meaning to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I didn't like that Summer was telling her mom, like, I've, I've matured, I've, I've matured, I'm, I've grown, I'm not that same little spoiled brat that I was, you know, X amount of years ago. I've grown up. But her mom is like, well, basically that's stupid. You need to go for what you want. That's stupid. You used to be more brave than this. Instead of acknowledging, like, you know what? I am proud of you for growing and maturing. And however, this isn't something that, this has nothing to do with being a spoiled brat or being selfish. This is just you expressing your feelings to somebody that you have feelings for. And if he wants to reject that, then that's on him. But if not, then you don't owe Sharon anything. Well, in fact, I thought Summer was extraordinarily mature whenever she was talking to Sharon. When Sharon did came over and said, and, I'm not going to pretend I didn't hear y'all just talking about that. And Summer was mortified and she let her know she was and she talked to her like a grown adult and wasn't catty or mean or anything. Uh, I, her, I thought it was pretty cool. The only thing I didn't like was her asking Sharon, how do you feel about Chance when she hasn't even... You haven't even expressed your feelings to Chance. I felt like that part of it, and I think she even did. She say something she like, "You don't have money. to answer this if you don't want to." She said, "I, I think was it. I don't have a right to ask this, but I'm going to ask it." Or it was something yeah. to those to yours or my. However, it was said. It was it was in that tonal quality, and I think she just kind of blurted it out, and then it was like, "Okay, can't take that back now." Yeah, that that was kind of weird yeah. to me. To, to ask someone I don't, I don't think she needed to do all that but I'm I was what I was telling them earlier this week when I was talking to them um in the group chat was I'm glad that it wasn't because when you when we saw the spoilers last week it just says summer 
questioned Sharon about her feelings for, for Chance. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, really Summer? Yeah. So I'm glad that it happened the way that it did where it was Sharon who approached her because she overheard that conversation and initiated the Chance conversation with her. And it wasn't Summer, you know, being messy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see Jay Marnie's comment down in the in the comment section? He said Chance oh, better rip some, Chance better rip some of the clothes off and go to work. And, of course, and Jay go said to that. Work. Yeah, and go to work. Stop playing with me. Of course, he said that. But I also agree with Jay Money. I do. I do. Listen and listen. It, could you imagine if? Chance and Summer was a couple to give Thope uh, some competition. I mean, that would be fun to watch. They sure would. They're on both, both gorgeous soaps. people. They are. Mm-hmm. If they I do it be... right, they, they could be up there with it. Yep. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he did pick Sharon up. So, you know, I mean... um, What's her name? A uh, summer got that thick curly hair. Swing her hair around a little bit. <laughs> Doing the the Steffi hair swing, oh, yeah. right. like she always likes to do. <laughs> exactly. It works. It works. It does. Uh, it's yeah. not just about the bend and snap, y'all. There's also the hair toss. <laughs> works oh, every time. Trish, you will <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, so um I am excited if you can't tell about the the chance of summer hookup. You know who else I'm excited about? And I know we haven't gotten there yet, is Bill and Poppy. Oh yes. I love Poppy. She's got fire behind those eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes, she does. And we'll get to that storyline. But I, I'm I see a lot of people don't like it. Really? Yeah, I see it in the comment section. I, I've heard it on Twitter. Yeah, y'all I'm better like, come around. Because it's happening. Listen, mm-hmm. if Poppy bring that heat like Steffi did when she slept with Bill, uh, remind me. Stop reminding me of that. <laughs> that was so good. No, it wasn't. It was gross. It was so what gross. Mean, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So what good. part is so gross? I just, I, I just never, I just never thought that they looked good together. I just, didn't. Oh, okay. it, it was just, oh, it was my just God. too much to me. And I, I think, I think because of their initial like contact when she was really young, oh, Jackie yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. was how old when she joined the show? Yeah, she was. She was 20. like in her really early twenties, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to look and see. <clears throat> but um, right I now, just didn't like that age gap. I yeah, didn't. So, just, just the same as I hated the age gap with Carter and Paris. It, I, it's just I get it. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Well, the whole setup of it all and how they did everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bill and Poppy, and Poppy looked like she can be a wild one. So she does. <laughs> well, there's so many. She's things a free I spirit, say, but I can't say. <laughs> 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 Did anybody ever get one of you know those toys they they were called fidget spinners? Yeah, those were fun. Uh, okay. <laughs> 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 oh, 
you know oh, what Trish look welcome what? back Trish who me oh me oh thanks girl you are too funny <laughs> should, should well, it's, it's dark out right it's after something no I mean <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, you talking about what did Shabrita say? Uh, she said we know Lee is going to be a hater of Poppy and Bill. She oh. absolutely will. Oh yeah, that confrontation is going down next week, buddy. Her head's going to pop off her shoulders, man. She's going to mm-hmm. be upset because that's her hero. Ooh, that's and that's he got right. a baby by her too. Yeah. Ooh, Lee is going to be hot. She's going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for that. And see, you know, Lee get them faces. Sure. Yeah, her <laughs> facial expressions are priceless. I know. They are. Oh, my God. Look at that. We jumping on bold. Did we finish Young and the Restless? I, um, I think we may have. I don't honestly. Did we? Huh. I think we, we only have four days worth. Yeah, we, I think we did. It yeah. went fast. Yeah, it went fast. We didn't have a lot of Tucker stuff, no Devon, really. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And then that dream took up the whole episode today, and then the other three days was pretty much about Sharon Chance and um, Daniel and Heather. Daniel and and then the whole thing with uh, Adam and Nikki's drinking. So, yep, we covered all of that. Alright, let's switch because I know everybody waiting for this one. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me switch that and then let me do the summary. But before we do a little housekeeping, make sure that you like this video. Before we jump into the explosive week of the Bold and the Beautiful, take a second, hit that like button. Make sure you're subscribed because we do this every Friday unless something comes up. And um, also check out on TikTok, Instagram, X and threads we're all there got a blog the monday's episode is up on the blog already so go over and check it out but make sure you like comment i mean like and subscribe all right so let's do this summary for the bold and beautiful okay so hope responds to thomas proposal and finn tells steffi xander accused Thomas of unaliving. Um, On his date with Poppy, Bill reminds her of the night they spent together, and Steffi worries that her brother could be triggered. Bill and Poppy fondly fondly recall their past and kiss, while Finn tells Hope about Xander's accusations. And then Thomas confronts Finn, who vows that as long as he's alive, Thomas will not be with Hope. Okay, so you know oh, what? Man. There's some little storylines that one of the things that I wanted to knock out first is this conversation that Ridge had today with um, Carter and Brooke. He said that I don't know if my father went to the other side to see Phoebe and Stephanie and didn't want to come back, and then he did come back. I don't know if he's going to be happy. I'm like, huh? He's having an ethereal moment. Did you say ethereal? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. He's just kind of floating around out there. Um, and they haven't shown us Eric, so we don't really know how he's doing. Is he talking? What is he, you know, is he sitting up? Is he walking? What's going on? 
from what I understand, most of his upcoming recovery is going to be off camera. Mm. Which is fine with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He spent the last two months watching that whole thing unfold. Yeah. Didn't like that. Yeah, but I'm over the Eric storyline. I wanted to knock that out. But I just found that pretty interesting that he was worried about whether his dad wanted to stay on the other side. Yeah, I feel like they've been harping on that since um, Eric was saved. They've had Ridge and Steffi, too, a few times saying, you know, did we make the right choice? Like, what is what is his life going to be like now? Like how, uh, it, how well is he going to recover? So I don't know. I, it's, it's 50, 50. You could go the way of Eric being completely pissed off at everybody for doing what they did to bring him back or it could go the, the way of him being grateful that they didn't let him go. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I would be more, I would be more interested in him being just completely and utterly annoyed with every single person in his family because they didn't let him go. <laughs> Just being a complete grunt and, and jerk to everybody. Like, I told you guys to leave me alone and to let me go, and you guys completely ignored what I asked you to do. And now I'm I'm still here. I'm not 100% myself, and I'm miserable. <laughs> wow. Well, you put that together really well, Keish. <laughs> I mean, man, you couldn't explain that no better. I mean, you cleaned it up the way, because the way Ridge said it, I was like, that don't even make no sense. Somebody going to get mad at you for Okay, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, so y'all, like T.A. said, Eric's storyline, repetitive dialogue, yawns. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about Boppy or Pill. And I know I put the question out there to the group, and I saw mixed comments. I seen people coming up with their own couple name for Bill and Poppy. What do y'all in the comment section on on YouTube? Do y'all want? And I know we discussed it in the group chat. Do y'all want Pill P I L L or Boppy B O P P Y? Let me know what y'all think. All right, drop it in the comments in the chat. All right, you guys. I know you said Bobby Keish, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think, uh, Trish? Well, I like Boppy because pill is like annoying. <laughs> you know, if you're being a pill, you're being annoying. <laughs> so I like Boppy. It's a happier one. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> what about you? Because I don't know what you picked. I, I don't know. I'm in between because they're both just funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, so Dewan said neither. Shabrita said boppy. Ice Woman said boppy. T.A. said boppy. Jasmine hate them both, but boppy sounds fun. Myra says boppy. Jenna says boppy, but I don't like either one. So look like it's pretty... Uh, look at that. Sky said peel boppy. So we could use her her real name, which is Penelope. Penelope, God, that's it. Oh Be- my God, Penelope. Same way. <laughs> we are riding the same. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Word. Did you say Penelope? Penelope. Golly, oh my that gosh. is. That's I was just one. about to say that. I am cracking up. <laughs> you know what? Listen, we need to copyright that one. Listen, <laughs> Benopi, uh, uh What you what you say? Penelope. Penelope. 
Oh my gosh, that would have been better. Either Benelope or Billup. No, Benelope is harder to pronounce. Benelope is easier. Yeah, Benelope. Look at this. Sky said Boppy Dollar Pill. Y'all crazy. Okay. Yeah, Katie is not. Boy, I want to know what happened when Brooke and Katie find out. I mean, I I know we talked about this in the chat the other day, but it, they'll probably be interesting. Like, he got a whole daughter? Who is, who's the mother? Lee's, Lee's sister? Oh, my gosh, you know. I'm just curious about when that comes out, because I see a paternity test on the horizon. For sure. For sure. The way that they're framing it. But I like the chemistry between Bill and Poppy. The way she looked at him, that girl, I don't know her real name, but she definitely know how to work a scene when it comes to showing romance through your eyes. She was hungry. Girl. Yeah. And if, and if she's a wild free spirit and you talking about the stallion, yeah, them two could be pretty hot together. Yeah, that's what I like is that her character is supposed to be a, a free spirit. Um, and I I mean, how often do you get a free spirit on the soaps? Not often enough. No. Right. Nope. So, and then when she was at the table and she took that, whatever that little pill was, mm-hmm. that vitamin, whatever it was that she put in her mouth and was talking about how it relaxes her. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they are really like letting her do this mm-hmm. free spirited, like um, what do you call it when it's not um, man-made medicine? What What is it? Microdosing mushrooms or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah like holistic. just holistic, yeah, like holistic thing that she's got mm-hmm. going on. I I hope they like really, really dig into to that with her and let her be just like <clears throat> super the ultimate free spirit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she can, and I see the potential. She can bring it. <clears throat> I really think that this girl can bring it. And that chemistry, <coughs> Bill, Bill was like, I never forgot about you. You, I saw you at that sense, that Golden Gate Festival, and you were dancing. And I yeah. had to say something. We spent the night together. And she was like, you never called me back. Romy Park, that's her name. What is it? Romy Park. Romy Park, okay. Yeah, so if she can bring the fire and the heat, that would be great. And match it with Bill? Yep. Mm -hmm. This is like, this is a a total difference in when Quinn came onto the show with Mm -hmm. Wyatt Mm -hmm. and and, um, um, Poppy coming onto the show with Luna. Of course, he doesn't know Luna is his yet. Yeah, that right. we're, we're speculating that she's his. Well, you know, remember he was like totally with Quinn was just didn't want anything to do with her. Right. Now you did hear Poppy say that um, she never. Um, what did she say? Oh, she never told a guy that she was pregnant, which of mm-hmm. course, obviously, he don't know. But Luna. The story Luna tells is that the man took off and left. So did she tell her daughter one story and then, of course, kept the child's existence from, of course, Bill? 
Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how Luna going to feel about that because she's going to mm-hmm. feel like she's been lied to. She, she didn't even know. Yep. How is Bill not putting this together, though, or even questioning, knowing how old Luna is? You know what brain he was thinking with at that table. <laughs> <laughs> but you would think you would think that he would put two and two together and say, wait, Luna is 20? Um, and that was, you know, around the, the, that was the year that you and I hooked up and you never told her about her dad. Like, you would think that there would at least be a small question in the back of his mind, like, dang, is could she be my daughter? And you mm-hmm. didn't say anything, but it was like, it didn't even occur to him that that was a possibility. Nope. Yeah, I'm curious to find out if, you know, because Luna has got this resentment, it seemed low-level resentment of the man taking off out of her life, which means her mom didn't give her the full story because she never told Bill that she existed or that she was pregnant. Is this yeah. going to also cause friction between mom and daughter? I have a feeling it won't. I, I feel like her and her mom are so close that maybe Luna initially would be upset with her mm-hmm. for not being honest with her about it, but I don't think it'll last long. I think it'll be just an initial, I can't believe you lied to me this whole time, um, X, Y, Z. And then in the same episode, she's going to, she's going to forgive her and say, she understands, you know, you were under a lot of, you probably were under a lot of pressure. You didn't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. I forgive you kind of thing. I don't I don't foresee them like being uh her being mad at her mom long term or anything. Okay. Well that makes sense. Well, I know one person that don't want them two together, RJ. No. <laughs> RJ can Hello? do some things. <laughs> I had to cut myself off. Right. Also, I'm like, dang, did she get cut off? <laughs> oh, no, I thought this. I'm like, you there? Where'd you go? <laughs> he was getting yeah. on my nerves. Like, RJ, you wasn't even there half of your life. Right. I- I'm sure he's heard about the things that Bill has done for sure. Bill did dump Ridge out of a helicopter. Okay. But yeah, that is true. But, si- but since that has happened, Bill has basically just been a part of the family with no problem. Like, Brooke has no problem with him. Rich had no problem working with him earlier this year with that stupid scheme. FBI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or last year, I mean, with the, yeah, with the FBI scheme. So, are you are you seriously going to sit there and act like you have all this animosity towards, towards Bill, who you probably have never even spoken to in your entire life? Right, and the thing is, Katie and Brooke kept going back to him, so... Exactly. I mean, that's that. Well, shut up, RJ. Right. That's on them. <laughs> like, so you, you need to just go somewhere and sit down somewhere and be quiet. Um. Okay. So we done with the poppy storyline. So then, this is aftermath of the proposal. Mm-hmm. Y'all, okay. I'm so pissed that they had him propose. I am too. I and and just. I, uh, I don't I don't know how to describe my frustration mm-hmm. with Thomas and the way that he just crawls up hopes but and and just I I I y'all know I like though y'all know I like though I like them together mm-hmm. but the way they are writing Thomas to just 
hang on to her every word and just put her on the highest of high pedestals all the freaking time is frustrating. And then with this proposal at that, will you make me the happiest man on the face of the earth? Will you marry me? Like, are you kidding me, Thomas? At what point in this something that she can't even call a relationship to Ridge, even though she said it before, like Mm -hmm. she goes back and forth with this, at what point in this situation shit, relationship, whatever, did Hope give you any sign that she was ready to be proposed to? When you guys haven't even established that you are a committed couple. They just talked about it and she was like, I'm happy with how things are. So when someone tells you they're happy with how things are, you whip out and ask the (laughs) life-changing question and throw this ring in her face. And then you force it on her to wear it around her neck. And the look on her face when she was hugging him was to me... Oh God, this is never going to work out long term. How am I going to deal with this now? We're just supposed to be doing the deed. That's the look I saw on her face. It was almost I, as almost as disgusted as the look on Danny's face when Cricket asked him to go out of town. <laughs> what are these expressions supposed to mean? They do not match the sequence of events. They didn't. That's exactly it. It did not match the sequence of events that happened in the last, mm-hmm. what, three or four days that they were in that design office Uh at all like Uh you can't you can't they can't go around telling people they're on the same page and this is the Mm -hmm. second time with thomas Mm -hmm. that he has said something or done something that does not jive with what they're saying to people which is them they're on the same page they're happy with how things are they don't need xyz like they know where each other stands that first time was when was the first time taylor approached him um about their relationship and she said um oh he he told taylor uh she left liam um it's what did he say she left liam it's inevitable is what she said was what he said to taylor and i'm like first of all she didn't leave liam she tried to go back to liam yes she did uh two or three times and asked to work things out and and he told her no so that didn't happen. She so don't don't put it don't talk as if she left Liam for you because she didn't do that. Mm-mm. She came to you because Liam did not want to work it out with her. And then to say it's inevitable when she's telling you when she had told Thomas before that, <laughs> um, I don't know if I can ever be in love with you. Like where do you get it's inevitable? Uh, unless he's just saying he has that much faith that she's going to change her mind. Okay. You have confidence in yourself. That's that's cool. But that to me, that's not how it came across. It came across as if as if they had had this conversation and she told him eventually she'll get there. She said she didn't know at the time. She didn't know if she could get there. She didn't she didn't know she would ever get there. And now we have this freaking proposal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Thomas, dude, just chill out. Room. Exactly. Read the freaking room. That proposal was not necessary. It wasn't. And, and then, and then it, it, he, I, I feel like he thought that he really had a chance of her saying yes. And I don't know how. <laughs> it's to me, I, I was watching it happen going, okay, this is going to be a dream. Please wake up. Please, this is yes. going to be a dream sequence. And then it wasn't. And I was like, do y'all think we're stupid? I mean, <laughs> 
like how lazy can you be to write this and then to have after she says no and he puts it on her neck to continue to go well you know i mean you could make me the happiest man in the world. oh you could it's like oh my god what would do, do you not you sure you don't want to say yes any other words you could write I know. Other than this, this is so infuriating. Yet, I will continue to watch. I know. I know. Me too. I mean, the only. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I just, it's just, I just, I I, I can't, you know. The only thing that came out of this for me was that she's wearing his ring around her neck. Like, that's, that was the only thing that came out of this. Other than that, I have, I don't get the point of having him propose to her other than to show people that Thomas is clearly not on the same page as Hope because he thought he had a chance of her saying yes. Well, and not only that, did you notice the necklace at the beginning was like a choker around the top of her, around like the top of her neck. And then by the time they put the ring on it, that's like a 24 inch chain hiding in her. No, I didn't notice that. You got to go back and watch that at the very beginning when he's actually proposing that necklace is all the way up at the base of her neck where it meets her shoulders. It's all the way back. You can see the whole thing on the front. And then the next thing you know, he puts the necklace, the, the ring on there, and that necklace is all the way down in her cleavage. I'm like, where did that come from? It just did a little quick switch out. <clears throat> I mean, well, I <clears throat> it, what was interesting to me is the fact that Thomas said that he had all he already had a ring and was planning this. Yes. It so, that whole the whole the whole thing was cringy as hell. I had secondhand embarrassment for Thomas. Yeah, it was terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah, I mean it I was like I mean it was a cute spontaneous proposal, but that's only if both people are on the same page. Not you mentioned Douglas. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And yeah, she had God. a look on her face like, oh, I'm in this way too deep. That's what I thought. Yeah, I'm no. just tired of them making him <clears throat> look like a fool. <laughs> yep. Like, yeah. can, they, can they just not make Thomas be normal when it comes to hope? Like, do we have to, and I, I complain about this all the time, do we have to, in every single scene, hear him say, I'm a one-woman man and you're the only woman I want, or what does he say? That woman is you. Like, do we have to hear that every time he talks to her? Do no, we have whole to hear him? Well, yeah. <laughs> do we have to hear him put her on a pedestal? Do we have to hear him like just completely profess his love to her in all of his dialogue? Can we not just make Thomas and Hope a, a couple that dates, that goes out on dates, that has normal conversations? Um that it's not about how he feels about her in every scene. Like, it just, it drives me insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it sucks at this point because it makes him look, like somebody put in the, in the chat, like he's obsessive compulsive. You know, I don't, I just think they, they, they jumped the, they jump too fast with this whole thing. I mean, it's one thing if he says, okay, let's, let's just try to work on a relationship together. You know, let's see where, where it goes, blah, blah, blah. But you went from zero to a hundred. 
And then you already had a ring plan and everything and proposed. And like you say, you brought the kid into it and wear the ring close to your heart and all this stuff. And she, like, like Trish said, she was looking like Danny in that moment, you know, and it's kind of like the whole thing with Chance and, 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 and Sharon is like, she was like, I can't love you. And he's sitting up there talking about, but you just scared. I know you can eventually love me back. And I'm like, y'all got to stop begging. I yeah. do think, though, I, I do feel like if Hope was uncomfortable with wearing the, the ring, that she would have told him that. Like, I don't think mm -hmm. she would have just put it, kept it on just to, you know, just because Thomas wanted to wear it. I think mm -hmm. she would have, I think she would have told him, like, you know what, I'm not completely comfortable wearing this ring because, you know, I, I, I can't tell you whether or not I see a future with you. I think she would have said that to him. I think she, I think she genuinely did, did, was not like, I don't think she was put off by the proposal. I think she was just more like, whoa, slow, slow down a little bit, buddy, <laughs> kind of thing. Right. I think when she, when she started, when she hugged him and had that worried look on her face, to me, that was more about him saying, I don't think Finn likes me and her remembering Finn telling her, you you deserve better than Thomas. Yeah. Got you, got you, got you. Okay, so now we got a sequence of events that starts uh, after Xander's accusation mm. with Steffi. So Steffi comes over to the office and um, Finn dropped that bombshell about Tom, about the, the accusation against Thomas. My thing is, with that whole thing, is that she knows this situation much better than you because you were nowhere in the existence of the show. You were probably on Liberty Bibbity somewhere. You know, <laughs> you had no idea what this what goes on with the storyline. She gave you the entire rundown, even the fact that Xander even had the police investigated and mm -hmm. it came up nothing. It was an accident. He just ignored her because she said, drop it. Leave it alone. I want to be done with this. I'm going to need you to drop it. I'm your wife. Let it go. And he said up there talking about, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hugged her and then called Hope. So before we get to the Hope part, what do you think about the conversation between Finn and Steffi? Uh, the fact that he was even skeptical enough to question Steffi about it instead of just saying, you know what, this crazy dude came in my office and accused Thomas of murder. I told him nope. to get out. Unalive. Oh, sorry. I told mm -hmm. him to get out of my office. Or, like, that, I don't know, him, him, questioning it and then continuing to question it after Steffi said it was investigated it was deemed an accident by the police I'll just drop it we don't need to talk right. about this anymore exactly but for whatever reason this this hatred he has in his mind <laughs> or these feelings of hatred he has for Thomas or dislike or distrust whatever it is makes him not want to trust his wife or believe his what his wife is saying 
and not even just his wife, but the police. The police mm-hmm. investigated and they cleared him. They still cleared him. So, like, if you don't believe a police investigation, then what else are you, what do you think you're going to find that the police couldn't find or figure out? Or are you just going to sit with this idea in your head that you just don't believe the police investigation and you believe Thomas really did this? <clears throat> Excuse me. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I that was It was frustrating because there, there was no reason why he shouldn't believe what his wife is telling him um, about the situation. What about you, Trish? I think um, it was very presumptive of him to text Hope after Steffi told him what she said, what she told him. Um, I would be pissed. And I know when, when Hope told Steffi that he texted her, she was like, oh, that's interesting. I mean, the look yeah. on her face was like unbelievable because she knows all the feelings it's dredging up and she yeah. knows all the horror and the emotions and they've worked to get through it. And I'm just going to say it again. Thomas's car did not touch Emma's car. Right. It never touched her car. If she had not been texting and speeding on a winding road, her character would still be here, if not for the writing gods that decide she needed to go <laughs> away. Yep. You know, should he have should he have stopped and rendered aid? And was it heinous that he did not? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But he did not end her. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah, you know, that part got me is that after Steffi specifically told him to drop it, I want to be done with this, you decide to to text Hope anyway? Yep. Right. You know, and and she comes over there and, you know, Finn decided to say, you know, she's comparing uh, Hope to Lee and you're this virtuous woman that, you know, I just, yeah, I'm like, what, oh, what is wrong with off. you? That pissed me off. That I was like, what was, do you know how, do you realize how amazing you are, Hope? You're Hope Logan of Hope for the Future. You do all these wonderful things for people. Like, are you seriously going to make Finn another man on this show that puts Hope on a pedestal? Blathering on and on and on. Steffi's freaking husband with no connection, no history with the Logan family, no history to the, you know, with the Foresters. And all of a sudden you turn him into this guy who his wife can't stand. I I know that there's instances where Hope and Steffi, you know, are on the same page, like with the custody thing. She, she, I felt like she was more on Hope's side than on her brother. Um, When the, the baby Beth thing came out, of course, they were all heard about that the CPS call, she fired Thomas and, you know, was kind of on the side of that Hope was on. They have their moments where they, they are on the same page with some things, but for the most part, Hope and Steffi don't like each other. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, what in your mind tells you that Hope is this wonderful woman that, from your wife's perspective, has caused her a lot of pain. But somehow you see her as this this great amazing do you realize how amazing you are like shut up Finn <laughs> are you serious right now I, I I so wish Steffi would have been standing outside his door listening to him talk to her 
Oh, yeah. believe me, Tom is going to make sure that she hears about it. I know he'll hear. She's going to hear about the time the conversation with Thomas. I wish that she would have heard what he said to Hope. He did. Remember, he was standing by the door. He heard all of that. Mm-hmm. No, I'm talking that. about Steffi. I don't. I don't. I I think when Thomas goes back to Steffi and tells her about the conversation that he had with Finn, it's going to be more about their conversation together. I don't see him telling her. Well, when I was listening, he was, you know, putting Hope up on a pedestal. I don't think he's going to say any of that. I, I wish Steffi would have been outside his door hearing him talk to Hope the way he was talking to her. Yeah. Making her sound like she was the most, you know, amazing thing on earth. Well, I mean, like, she, she even took her own, she even took her own accountability by saying, hey, you know, I'm not she all did. of that. You know, I'm still a woman at the end of the day. And Thomas reminds me of that every day. I'm like, every I'm, day I love, to go. I love that she said that to him. Yeah. Because it was so like that. That scene with Finn and Hope was so cringy to me. It was so cringy because it came. Those words that he's saying, it's coming out of nowhere. Him and Hope don't have a relationship. They've been in a few scenes together. Um, you know, when he first came onto the show, or when it was revealed that Sheila was his mom, and he was dealing with all those, you know, feelings of trying to figure out whether or not he should give her a chance before the shooting. And they had those scenes together where they were talking about their parents. And then I feel like after he came back, I don't really remember seeing them in too many scenes together other than the custody thing or when they were doing those little, the Forrester family gatherings at Eric's house um, with with uh, Taylor and Ridge and Thomas, of course, is there and Steffi and Finn are there. But Only other than that, were- until this, sorry. I'm sorry. I was just going to say that I know they were together whenever they were talking about Deacon and Sheila dating. Yeah. When they, found out they were, they were actually dating and, you know, for real. Yeah. And how much time was it between those Forrester family gathering scenes and yeah. that? Like well, we hadn't seen them in scenes together really at all between the, the time of that and when um, Steffi was on maternity or Jackie was on maternity leave and they found out about Sheila and Deacon dating. So it just doesn't make any sense to me because they've never established that Hope and Finn were were, were friends, like good friends. Because mm-hmm. we hadn't they hadn't maintained it anyway. I think they could have established that when they had them bond over their parents, um, their their bio parents, but they didn't. They just kinda it just kinda dropped and you never mm-hmm. really saw them in scenes together again. So for him to all of a sudden want to be this mighty protector of hope and telling thomas as long as i live and breathe you will never be with hope that was extreme that was extreme like who are you right (laughs) well doesn't even want your protection so like what are you doing well i mean (laughs) because we haven't even got to the thomas and the fan conversation you know that whole thing with hope putting her on a pedestal you know, so far up, and of course, Thomas came at the door to listen to him say this, you know, you're amazing and all of this, and, you know, you're too good for Thomas and all of this type of stuff. It's like, and then he said something about the fact to her, um, when, when, um, when Hope says, I'm a, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a woman, and, you know, Thomas makes sure I know that every day. He says, well, they're just telling you what you want to hear. And it's yeah. like, why do you even care about that part? 
whatever right. conversation of bedpost comments or pillow talk that they have, what does that matter to you? Not I really fell out of my seat when he said, this isn't you. Yes, yes. <laughs> Who said that? Like, Brooke what? said that. Brooke's talking about, this isn't you. How do you well, know? Well, Finn said it today. I, I, I know. That's what I'm, ta- I'm saying to Finn. How do you know what who she really is. Exactly. Right. You don't even know her. He doesn't even know about when she popped pills. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know about when she thought she, she pushed Thomas in the vat of acid. Exactly. And didn't say anything. And didn't say, right. Exactly. Or has she manipulated them whole documents to get custody of Dustin? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since you think you know what she is. Everybody on that show got dirt. All Thank of you. them. And you got the nerve to have the gumption, because I guess we can now move into the conversation between the brother-in-laws. You got the nerve to have the gumption to stand up to you. Why you ain't stand up to your Sheila Carter mama like you're doing with, <laughs> with him? I mean, Sheila done done some horrific things. You know, Somebody I mean, said it in this chat about him googling this accident with Emma but we never once saw him googling his mother, his bio mom exactly. to see all the stuff that she did I mean he re- you don't trust nothing that your wife is telling you right you know I mean he is the, he's going hard in the paint for this girl and then when we get to this whole conversation Thomas was trying to be mature like look mm-hmm. can we work this out let's work together <laughs> We're brother-in-laws. We're fam. We got to figure it. And he was like, I can see through you. You might got everybody else fooled, but you don't have me fooled. You're, you're just as you're dangerous. Then he started using triggering words. Mm-hmm. You're a bad person. You're yeah. dangerous. Unstable. You're unstable. Oh, you know what really pissed me off was when he told Steffi basically that Thomas was irredeemable. And that mm-hmm. in the first conversation that him and Steffi had on Tuesday, mm-hmm. he said something about, you know, you guys may think he has changed, he, you know, going to therapy, but I don't think therapy works for him. And I'm like, what has he done? What has Thomas done in the last year that would make you say that? Yeah, I mean, you know, some brothers might actually be pretty upset with their brother-in-law who took their eyes off their niece and had to have their psycho mother save their baby. <laughs> oh, right. Ooh. Ding, 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 ding. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, you didn't get cussed out for that? Nope. Exactly. Nope. Since you want to talk about somebody unaliving, man, please, come on. Um, yeah, that whole conversation in there looked like to me he was trying to antagonize Thomas it into did. reacting. Yeah, yeah. It did. I, the, the the amount of animosity Finn seems to have towards Thomas right now is just to me it's unrealistic. It's coming out of left field. Yep, and it it. it it annoyed me back when he told Hope over the summer that you can do better than Thomas. But I'm like, okay, maybe this was just one of those things that they're going to forget about. And, um, you know, he's going to apologize later or he's just going to say, you know what, Thomas and Hope, Thomas does make Hope happy. I can see how happy he is. I can see how happy she is. You know, maybe they are good for each other. Maybe everybody should give him a chance. 
I was so hoping that he was going to turn that corner. He was going to be one of the people that was going to be um, on their side. But nope, they just he just dug his heels in. Mm-hmm. He just went harder in the paint about how Thomas is is not good enough for her and how he's dangerous and unstable and how he's basically going to protect hope from him. Like I just I cannot wait. I cannot wait to hear what Steffi says to him mm-hmm. after he finds out about that conversation he had with her. Um then you know Thomas was like, "Look, don't mess with me and my family. Is that a threat?" And I mean, he's just trying to push the buttons on this guy. Right. Hoping kind of like how Lee went up to the restaurant to put spaghetti in Sheila's face. Don't poke the <laughs> why are you trying to poke the bear so you can get a reaction out of him so you can say, see, I told you so. Mm-hmm. It's entrapment. It's entrapment. And then the other part of this gatekeeping <laughs> hope, like um, Keish was saying that quote talking about as long as I live or breathe you will never how are you going to stop them mm-hmm. exactly what are, you gonna like, what are you going to do if the girl that you think that the, the girl that you're trying to protect is telling you I'm not afraid of Thomas this is who I want to be with then like what do you what do you think you can do with that so I guess when he's knee deep in the crotch what you going to go over there and pull <laughs> 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 what you gonna do? Or, get out of there. You better get out of there, you. You yeah. get out of there. And lately it's been, a, <laughs> it's been and lately it's been a situation with Hope taking control. If she riding a surfboard, what you gonna do? Pull her off the joystick? Exactly. Yeah. You ain't like gonna I, I, I wanna I want him to say that line to Steffi. What line? Uh, That's what I yeah the the as long as i'm uh, as long as i'm alive whatever it was that he said as long as i live and breathe you will not be with hope i got i want to uh oh yeah that 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 looks bad but let me ask you to this question can we now say that both i mean maybe they're trying to even the playing field Finn don't know about those two kisses and then at the same time Finn went behind Steffi's back with this situation. I don't know. I mean, all I could think of when this was happening with with Finn and and Hope and what he did and how he was talking to Liam is just like, I mean, how he was talking to um Thomas is okay, is this like Liam squared? Like are we are we making Finn the new Liam? Hey, 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 Trish, I said in my recap, I said, Finn, first of all, I said the role of Liam Spencer is played by Tanner Noblin. <laughs> and then I turned around I at, the, you. At, the, at the end, I said that Finn is the reincarnate of both Brooke and Liam. That's hysterical. Yeah, because everything he's saying sounds like stuff that would come out of their mouths. Right out yep. of Walker Boy's mouth, yep. But you don't even have the experience to say that. You you don't have the experience nope. with Hope to even say those things to her. Nope. You don't know her. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That whole that whole thing is bad. Now, there's another part of this. I, I like the family unity because Steffi is standing ten toes down with with um with her brother. Mm-hmm. We saw Ridge stand up to Brooke yeah. about their relationship. I'm, I'm I ain't giving Ridge no credit. 
Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, he told her, look, these folks, these kids is grown. Ain't yep. nothing you can do. Let them do them. Um, now, I swear, oh, sorry. now, the other thing is, is that conversation between Steffi and Hope. Now, we talked about the part where she said, um, you know, Finn told about everything, but Steffi put her in the corner. She said, this is the point where you're going to have to pick. Yeah, You're going to have to either stand 10 toes down on business if you're going to be a ride or die with Thomas, or you need to walk away right now because with what this accusation gets out, he's going to need everybody's support. So if you're not mm -hmm. in, you need to be out. What do y'all think about that? Down. I, that. I, I didn't mind her saying that. I didn't mind her saying mm -hmm. that either. Yep. Because now she got to make some decisions. Now she did have that little flashback to Thomas saying, you know, I always love you or blah, 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 whatever that was. She actually believes Thomas did not alive. Emma, she admitted that. She knows. She said, I know he didn't do this. She seemed pretty firm about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the question is, is she going to go move forward with Thomas? Or is this her opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to have to cut him loose? And the relationship part of it. I I feel like I feel like they probably are going to split up at some point because of this. Mm -hmm. um, it's just going to be a matter of who does it. Like, is it going to be is it going to be her because she, you know, is nervous that she can't give Thomas what he needs in this moment? Or is it going to be him because he sees that Maybe she doesn't have 100% faith in him. And he wants to, you know, I don't know, maybe set her free or whatever to to do whatever she needs to do for herself mm -hmm. and not have to worry about what's going on with him. But I do think, I, I feel like they're going to take some type of break and whatever happens with all these accusations, I think is going to make her realize that she does actually want to be with him and she is in love with him and it brings them back together somehow. Don't I don't know exactly how. I, I don't know. But I, I just feel like maybe that's where I think this is going to bring them closer together than tear them apart. And it's going to do the opposite for Finn and Steffi whereas it's, I think it's, it's going to put um, it's going to break their relationship because Steffi is going to be pissed off that Finn is just insisting on making this an issue. Especially after everything they've already been through together and trying to get back to each other after the whole being pew-pewed by his own mom. I mean, to even direct your attention to anyone but your spouse mm -hmm. right. is just like, who would do that? Mm -hmm. Focus on your wife and your family. Hope and Thomas are not your business. They're grown adults. They're going to do whatever they're going to do. Man. And yeah. I also, I don't know, like, if I was Steffi, I would be wanting to get to the root of, like, what is it, what is it about my brother that makes you so uneasy? Like, what What do you feel like, what, what has he done to you, or what has he done to make you feel this much animosity towards him? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I, I could understand maybe a little bit of uncomfortableness because of the things that he knows about Thomas, but 
you would think that Thomas did something personally attacked Finn in some way. Yeah. Or his mom in some way. It's almost like he's low-key jealous. I mean, if they had longer interactions around Hope, you could probably say, oh man, he's he's pining after Hope even though he's with Steffi. But because they flipped the script so quick with Finn, because last summer he saw improvement with Thomas and then now it's like he'll never change. He's irredeemable. And then you put Hope on a pedestal with all these words you were saying. I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's weird, weird to me. It's very weird. <laughs> like, because I, I don't I don't see, I haven't seen anything in his action, actions that has made it seem as if he's got some type of crush on Hope. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it over the summer. Um, There's zero spark. There's nothing. So okay. So why all of the admiration about how wonderful she is? And I have that, no that idea. That part don't make sense to me. No. It doesn't make sense to me either. You know, I mean, <laughs> I would think that, you know, Finn knows the history between Steffi and Hope. He should know in the back of his mind whether Steffi was there or not. You don't say those types of things to a woman that she's always had issues with. Nope. Right. You don't text that woman. Mm -hmm. You And if you do text her, you CC your wife. <laughs> hey, I was talking to Steffi earlier, got her CC'd here. Can you come over? There's some weird things that I'm being told. And even then, that's not right because Steffi told him everything he needed to know. He needs to drop it. Yeah, he was out of bounds on a lot of different things on this one. So out of bounds. I just, I, yeah, I'm just ugh. so disappointed. Me too. <laughs> just so disappointed that Here's there's the another man on this show that is doing this. That and he's Steffi's husband. Yep. Well, here's the other thing. He's so worried about Thomas and all of this stuff. I don't know if he realized that if he keeps spreading these accusations, going on this accusation tour, Thomas is the lead designer of her line. Mm -hmm. If this uh, so-called expose comes out that he's trying to do and look up and research and all this stuff, that could tank her line. I mean, seriously, because the spotlight would be on him. He they would have to remove him, and at this point, she can't. She probably can't even color between the lines. So, mm -hmm. I mean, she ain't gonna design nothing. You end up tanking they her. They make line. RJ the head designer. Say it again. <laughs> they make RJ the head designer. Yeah, well, he's in a whole different storyline because they got a new storyline coming up between them two. But, oh, yeah, solid. Well, yeah, but you know, he don't realize the damage that he's causing, and I can't wait until Ridge jump in that tail. Oh, me either. I was me gonna either. say the other word, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, just, wait I don't to... know what he's thinking. Yeah, because Ridge, and, and my... go, ahead. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, Ridge. I mean, you're talking about something that could affect the force, the company. It'll be a PR nightmare. I mean, let your wife said, let let it go. This right. is her company. This is her brother. All of this. Go ahead, Keish. It's just frustrating that he's doing <clears throat> all of this over hope, over somebody yep. you have no, you have no like, you don't even have a tight relationship with her. 
There's no you, skin. You are thing. about to blow up your marriage mm-hmm. over a woman that you don't have feelings for and who your wife can't stand. Like you, you really ready to do this <laughs> for hope. Yep. Somebody that you're you're not about to get in any way because she's in a relationship with Thomas. Not that I think that he has feelings for her, but that's all the more reason why you need to back off. Man, you, think, none of this has anything to do with you. Keisha, right. I think they're trying to chem test these two. Uh, somewhere down the line. They've been I, trying it for how many years now, though? Wait, who? Finn and, and Finn Hope? Finn and Hope. Yeah. I well, feel like they I feel like they were Kim testing them when they were had had them bond over Deacon exactly. and Sheila. And then they summer. tried Kim testing them again this summer. And it just there was there's nothing there. Mm-mm. No. Well, again, Bell is a troll, so he don't care whether we like it or not. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> and to me, putting I think I said this to you guys in the chat putting Hope and Finn together is just another version of Hope and Lean. Yeah. Which is, would be boring. Yep. I agree. But to me, I I, I'm, I know you were saying that they you, you think they might break up. I don't know. She might. That flashback she had with Thomas saying what she said after Steffi told her to make a decision... Remember that other spoiler is still out there. It didn't come out this week that everybody is going to be surprised about her proposal. I mean, uh, her response to Thomas's proposal because nobody knows about that proposal yet. But the spoiler is still out there that everybody's going to be surprised by her response. So I didn't see that spoiler. I I saw the one that said Thomas was going to be surprised or shocked by her response. I didn't see the one where everybody because she yeah. said she was going to keep it to herself. I don't know. I, I just think I, I don't know. They might. I think that I, this grenade is probably for sin. Not I saw a spoiler though for next week that said Liam was going to find out that he found out about what the uh, accusation. Liam's going to find out that Thomas proposed. Oh, about the proposal. Yeah, that was that was one of the spoilers. I saw that one, and then I saw a spoiler, <coughs> a spoiler that says Thomas tells Steffi the truth about the the night that Emma passed away. They got in the accident because I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody other than Ridge and maybe Taylor knows that he was on the same road as her, that he was behind her. Wait a minute, who tells who about the truth? Thomas tells Steffi about what really happened. I think all they knew was that Xander accused Thomas um, of running her off the road, but they had no proof that Thomas was there. And I, I think I could be wrong, but I think Ridge is the only one that knew Thomas was was on Taylor. The same road I thought her. Taylor knew too. It either yeah, both of them or just Ridge. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember, but I don't think anybody else knew that Thomas was actually out there, and that he you know didn't call the ambulance. I don't think anybody else knows that. So I think that that is what he's supposed to be telling Steffi next week. So that makes me wonder, after Steffi hears that story, is she then going to be on her husband's side because she's going to think her brother is a monster because he, you know, watched, he stood there and and watched Emma, you know, expire after that accident and didn't call for help 
man, man, why do we have to go down this road again? Oh my I goodness, I hate it. And yet, it was a horrible thing to do, but she she was texting and driving. Yeah, I mean, should she you was driving a reckless in general because she was yep. speeding? Yep, on a on a curvy road. Mm-hmm. I just I just hope through this whole thing, whatever happens, I hope Steffi does not turn her back on her brother after she finds out that he was actually on the road with her. I hope she still believes that he didn't actually run her off the road because, mm-hmm. like like they said, the police investigated the scene. There were no um um. There was only one, I think, one set of tire marks, tire tracks, mm-hmm. tire tracks that you know showed sudden stop or um, that a car, you know, suddenly stopped or was trying to stop. So, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it sucks. I just, I, you know, mm, mm, mm. yeah. Well, well, I can't tell y'all how many times mm-hmm. I looked at that scene over and over and over again, and the car bumpers never touched. Was he black flashing his uh, brights? Yeah. Were they going too fast? Yeah. Should he have helped? Yeah. That was all horrible, but she was driving too fast and recklessly and texting and not paying attention. You know, I mean, you know if someone's got their lights in your eyes, you can tilt your rear view mirror. And you cannot speed. Bingo. And then the other thing is, and I think either Bree or Yuki, she brought this up before. Couldn't some couldn't the girl make a phone call? See her meet her in the office at the job. I mean, hope worked there. You know, I mean, granted, I know the way the story, that was the way that they had to, you know, move her on off the show, but she could have told her on the phone. Exactly. I mean, and then the other thing is I don't like they making Thomas the focal point as if he was the actual perpetrator of this entire thing. Bingo. You know, I yeah, mean, that's never Flo, going away. <laughs> that's ne- yeah, exactly. I mean, Buckingham, Flo, and Zoe are the catalyst in this whole situation. situation. Yep. You know, he was the one that delivered the baby and stole it and sold it for $250,000 for um, gambling debts. Mm-hmm. Flo got the paperwork together and initiated, and money changed hands and signatures were made. She committed the fraud. Xander knew the secret before Thomas did, but he covered for his girlfriend, Zoe. Mm-hmm. But Zoe didn't want her dad going to prison. Okay, so, I mean, Xander want to come up in here and want to point the blame. You had a part of this chain link in the chain as well, my dude. Yep. And even Steffi said that. Steffi was like, he was part of it too. Right. But Finn keep ignoring that. We fired him because he was part of that. Right. You know, and for them to keep trying to make this storyline that it's all Thomas's fault. No. No, no. No, no. Thomas can't go to jail for keeping a secret. Flo yep. can go to jail for keeping a secret, and mm-hmm. Buckingham is in jail. I well, mean, Flo didn't Flo just keep a secret. She was part fraud. of the whole thing. Yeah. Well, for the fraud part, I mean. <clears throat> and then Buckingham is already in jail, supposedly. So. I, yeah, I've just, I, it's, I've never seen them 
consistently bring up a story the way they're doing with this whole Beth thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's like it's revisited at least once a year. Yeah. If, but if here's the other thing, Keish. They bypassed the fact that Thomas was the one that saved both Bill and Liam from going to prison. Oh, yeah. Preach. Yep. Oh, yeah. They, they, they completely just disregard that. They disregard that Liam asked Thomas to watch out for Beth and Hope. Yep. Correct. Only Beth and Hope. He didn't even mention Kelly. Thomas had to bring Kelly up. <laughs> right. I remember that. Exactly. When our and and um, Wyatt was pissed, like you're gonna have him watch out for, you know, your family. I know he loves Hope, and he would never let everything anything happen to her. And then fast forward mm-hmm. two years, you know, Liam is back at this whole story about Beth. Yeah, they used to let Thomas babysit Beth because yep. she because it would be he would have Douglas and. There were several times in dialogue where he's like, you know, if you and Liam ever need to have a date night out, I can watch Beth. I'm more than happy to. And they didn't have a problem with that. Girl. <laughs> but but suddenly, you know, somehow Liam I mean, is now afraid so of Thomas. So many again. things didn't happen to, to, to Thomas. The vat of acid, Brooke pushed him over the cliff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so many different things, but he he's the only one to get the spotlight. Bing, and I'm yeah. not saying that he was a saint because I mean, he did some things, terrible things, right? You can just tell how how badly they the show wants to make Thomas the bad guy, the villain. Mm-hmm. It's like they won't let up on him. Nope, they didn't. They don't even go this hard for Bill. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we he's know. almost in the category of Adam. Right. Um, Bree said, Brooke has forgiven everyone for the best storyline except Thomas. Riz was right to ask Brooke, what more does my son have to do? Yes. Right. You, she, They even forgave Flo, the one who was actually a part of planning the whole thing. Right. Welcome to the family. Yep. Yeah, because she gave Katie an organ. Like, get out of here. This yep. girl... This girl helped plan it. She took money for it. She kept quiet for months. Months. Thomas knew for what the last month that the right. secret. He was the last secret. one to know. And he almost told several times. That is correct. I'm sorry. Yep. Yep. I was just agreeing with you, Trish. Cool. Yeah, he tried to tell and um, then something happened and always interrupted and then he never told. He should have told. Of course, we know. I, I remember I, I remember saying this before. I, I can't remember if it was just in a chat or on one of the previous um, pods, but I wish when he decided to keep that secret that it was more about it was more about Steffi and seeing how happy Steffi was with Phoebe and knowing that Phoebe was taken care of and him just having a hard time um, breaking his sister's heart, then instead of taking advantage of the situation to try to, to be with hope. Like, I wish it just, he just would have stuck to man. This is so hard for me to, to do because I know how it's going to, it's going to hurt my sister. Like, I don't know if I can do this and him struggling with it instead of, 
you know, taking taking full advantage of the fact that it caused issues between Hope and Liam that eventually had them split up. And then, you know, him just being completely, it was almost like he was enjoying it, I guess. And and when he said that line to her, you know, your, your baby is no longer here. He didn't say that. She's not coming back. Like, I wish that they had not had him do any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have been, it so, wouldn't have been as bad on his, you know, bad boy list of things that he's done. Yeah. Yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah, this here, this was a crazy week, I'm telling you. And the fact that you going to, I mean, that whole thing didn't even make sense about as long as he's alive, living and breathing, you're going to keep them two oh, apart. Yeah. So oh, that, that line, that line had me furious. I mean, have like, we ever, I mean, I could see Brooke saying some stupid stuff like that. Cause that's what right. Brooke do. I won't allow. That's our famous term, right? <laughs> you know. Wait a minute. Did y'all hear Ridge bring up the destiny card for Thomas and Hope? Not <laughs> only did I hear that, I heard that, and I also heard Ridge tell Brooke it was either this week or last week that, um, you know, you're sounding a lot like my mother. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude. Finally. You man. Oh, man. Did we, she admitted did we, it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Did we get it all out? Y'all got any more else yeah. to say? I think we covered everything. Yeah. I'm sure my biggest thing is, you know, the fallout next week, especially Finn and, and Ridge. And then, like you said, the situation with Thomas and Steffi. I want to know what Hope is going to do now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you going to dump Thomas or are you going to stand 10 toes down with him? Yeah. And then Steffi's response to Finn, is she going to kick his butt or what? She better. That girl going to be, she as I say, him all the way out. Listen, as I say in most of my um, my recaps, that girl is going to be hotter than fish grease. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, she She's should. Gonna, and she should be. And when Steffi said, interesting, I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. this ain't going to be good for him. Yeah, that word's fairly nebulous. <laughs> and you know what? As as annoyed as I am with Liam, I can't wait for him to find out all of this stuff. Me too! <laughs> because I want to see, because uh, my thing is, you are so concerned with hope when you have this man actively trying to get your wife to leave you but you're so concerned with protecting hope from Steffi's brother mm-hmm. yep and this man is devoted to her this right. you know I could see him tell Liam about being a guy who never can be consistent you bounce between my wife and hope and you're not a you know that man he was like I like um Thomas said that girl is a jewel to me. I would never hurt her. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you're right. You ain't fooling me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, sit down somewhere, Finn. Come on. Oh, all right. I guess we got it all out because I know a vent session was going to happen today. Whew. <laughs> um. 
Bree said, I need a t-shirt with Brooke face saying, I will not allow it. <laughs> Those will probably sell like hotcakes. I know, right? Um, <laughs> she also said, does anybody even want Hope and Finn together? Just curious. No. Well, oh. I, I bet people, I bet the people that are Lope fans mm-hmm. would probably want that because they know that Hope and Liam aren't going to happen again anytime soon. This would be their next best option. I'm not saying for sure that's how Lope fans feel. I don't want to presume that everybody mm-hmm. that, that loves Lope would like to see that, but um, I can imagine that there are probably some out there that would prefer to see her with Finn than with Thomas. Yeah. Um, Joanne Grace Scabbage, she was asking about RJ and Zenday. They're going to have a competition about trying to finish Eric's line. And a competition over Luna, too. Yep. So, yeah, that's coming. All right. So, let us do our final two segments. I flip the script and take several seats. So, I flip the script segment for the newbies. If there's a particular scene or a storyline that you wish you could change, this is where we flip the script. So, what y'all got for the young and the restless? My young arrestors flip um, would have been Summer. Instead of Summer asking Sharon how she felt about Chance, she just would have had a normal... That conversation would have went well without that question. I wish they would have just taken that question out. I don't. She didn't need to ask um, Sharon that question. Okay, gotcha. What you got, Trish? I, th- I think for Y&R... Um... I wish that, well, my change would be that Claire um, just opened up to Victoria mm-hmm. and um, that they would just go ahead and move in that direction so that we don't have to drag it out, so to speak. Gotcha. Mine would have been the whole scene with Adam and Victor and Nicholas. And when he found out that they kept him out of here, out of that whole situation, I would have said, you know what, I'm done with y'all. Y'all don't even look at me as being family. I could have helped. I could have looked out for y'all. Y'all kept that secret and now you want to tell me? I'm done. But you know Adam is never done. He can't be. He's he's, he's, he's got to be accepted. Exactly. Glutton for punishment. Yep. yep. That's his shtick. Exactly. All right, what y'all got for bold? Well, my obvious bold flip is that Finn minded his dang on business. And mine is that <laughs> Thomas would have immediately walked in instead of waiting. Mm-hmm. If I was Thomas and I heard that te- heard him talking to Hope, I would have texted Steffi right from where I was and say, I think you need to come back over here. You need mm-hmm. to hear this. Or pull a limb and record it through the door. <laughs> yes. That would have been that would have been even better. Get a video recording of him saying all <laughs> that stuff uh. to hope. And when he get back to see his sister, be like, look, I got something to show you. You need to right. see this for yourself. That would have been my flip. He could have man mm-hmm. please. Like that. Yeah, that would have been. They should have did that one. They'd be like, "Ooh, I'm 
<laughs> I mean, if you got Finn record, I mean, if you got um, uh, Lee, Lord Liam recording uh, Finn and Sheila, why couldn't you have Thomas recording Hope and Finn? That would have been great. Yeah. And then send the video, and when Finn get home, say, "Honey, I'm home." She stand up there with that phone and say, "What is this?" Yeah. <laughs> There's something you'd like to tell me. Yeah, explain. And he would be like, "Oh, oh, oh, yeah, I did not tell you to drop it. I told yourself, I told you to drop it, and you didn't do it." Yeah, that's gonna be ugly next week. I can't wait to. Steffi get in that butt, boy. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right. Who and then who's taking some seats for Young and the Restless? Um, for me, it'll be Daniel and his mama, because I didn't like I didn't like that that conversation that she had with uh, Summer in the coffee house. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Hmm. Trish. So I think I would probably go ahead and sit Victor down Mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't know. I mean, Nikki needs to be on the couch. Oh, wow. Yeah. She needs to be talking to somebody. Yes, she Mm -hmm. do. My, um, who's taking the seat for Young and the Restless is the, um, January fifth episode need to take a seat. So <laughs> I just I mean <laughs> you know, the breakup at the end, you know, poor little chance and he was begging too. I I do want to be in love with you. Look like just, a little baby dog. You're just scared. Yeah, right. Sharon's <laughs> like, look, I've been around this block a few times. <clears throat> but yeah, other than that, that whole corny sequence. I mean, yeah, I kind of chuckled a little bit, but it was it was weird to me. All right, mm-hmm. and then who's taking seats on bold? On the count of three: one, two, three. Finn. Finn. <laughs> but also, also, I'm gonna give Thomas a seat for that proposal. That proposal yes. was last week, wasn't it? But it, it it bled into this week. She didn't give yeah, him that answer until um, Tuesday. Yeah. The, because he, he has to take a seat because he just kept pushing it and pushing yeah. it. I'm yeah. I'm going to tell just... RJ to take a seat because he was sitting up there trying to talk Poppy out of that date. Like, oh, yeah. Don't go was... sit down somewhere. Right. He was Budinsky Jr. on that one. I know. It's like, <laughs> Isn't he Jr. always? The the one that doesn't want to be in the drama is always He's in the always drama in asking questions. <laughs> exactly. The one that's in the drama is always in the drama. I mean the one that don't want to be in the drama. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you're right, Finn is a deaf he's number one on that list. I'm yes, telling he you. Is. And I can see what you're saying, Keish, about Thomas and that proposal, but you know, RJ is number three because <laughs> Yep, so y'all got anything else you want to say? I'm looking forward to next week. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, I don't want to rush my weekend or anything, but I think my my number one thing for next week is I want to see Steffi's reaction when Thomas tells her the full story of what happened the night of Emma's accident. Yeah, and I want to see her her 
when she goes off on Finn. Oh, God. Yes. I wonder, do they have scenes together next week, or is it just going to be mainly her and and Thomas? Oh, yeah. Well, my thing is, it's not only Finn and Steffi, Finn and Ridge. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because Ridge is like, I ain't trying to deal with this right now. I mean, it's just, it's not as simple as a quiet secret that circulates through the family. You're trying to accuse this man of, you know, being who he, what Xander said he was. Right. And that has an impact, not just on the family, but, and you, I know he's trying to destroy the Hope and Thomas relationship, but you also want to impact their business. You know, I mean, you got to leave that alone. Finn's wearing the jester hat for a while, I guess. Yes, he is. Oh, he is digging himself a deep, a deep dark hole. Mm-hmm. He's just opening the door right in for 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 uh, Liam. Yeah, yeah. This is this is what I hope though. I hope that if they do break up, that they don't immediately put Steffi with Liam. Like, can you guys let her let there be some months in between? Like, make Liam beg. And not just have her immediately run to him and, you know, I don't know. I've made a mistake. I should have I should have tried to work things out with you. I should have fought for you. I, please don't give us that. Mm-mm. Please do not give us that. Because I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> just, I mean, I know there's no other options on this show. But can we not just, can we not make it that simplified? Yeah, I mean, this technically leads us into February sweeps, which I'm interested to see the direction of where this whole storyline is going to go. Because usually in sweeps month, we get craziness. This is crazy in itself. You would think yes. this is sweeps month. What you say, yeah. Trish? It is. It's absolutely crazy. Because to think that someone, as we've said, you know, he's new, doesn't, you know, he's been around for a little while, but he doesn't know hope like that. He has no business doing what he's doing. It's just so right. out of it's just so out there, you know, and trying to gatekeep and I, I'm, I'm be her protector. Mm-mm. No, dude, you overstepping boundaries because I'm. It's long. I'm, it's one thing if you saw her out on the street, something's going on, and then you, you know, run over there. But you're trying to act like a second husband to this girl. Exactly. Not in a, you know, physical way, but the protector part of it and I'm you know you're this and giving her all the words of affirmation and all that stuff I'm like Mm-mm. I, I know me I wouldn't be cool listening to that no not at all <laughs> no that would be yeah you we gonna have to have a conversation and it ain't gonna be a good one <laughs> no yeah exactly <laughs> and though you know when someone starts off something with we need to have a conversation you know you are in deep. I mean, there is nothing good coming after those words. No. Right. No. And I'm telling you, y'all better make it good. Steffi needs to nail him to the wall. She does. Because yep. that was totally disrespectful what he did. To go behind her back and text that girl anyway. Oof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see what the week of the 8th through the um, 12th bring 
So I'm excited to find out. Me too. Me too. And thank. Oh, we had almost 145. I think we almost got to 150 in this chat. Awesome. Yeah, that's because it was to that bold episode was off yeah, the charts. Yeah. And so everybody is venting and want to talk about it. So I appreciate all of you coming over to the live chat today to share a conversation with myself, Trish, and Keish. And um, stay tuned for the full spoilers coming out this weekend. They need to start giving back our promos. We didn't get a lot of promos in December. Mm -mm. I wonder what that was about. I don't know. That was, They did a lot of changes in November because... Soap Opera Digest is not putting out their um their booklets anymore with the with the spoilers in it. So, you know, a lot of us have to find other outlets. But they were the ones that would put the, you know, the spoilers out that come out on like Thursday for the next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they st- they made an announcement as of November 13th. We're no longer doing it. I'm like, "Okay." Dang. What happened there? Um, and then they stopped doing the promos, and I'm like, What is going on? So, I don't know, I don't know, something's weird. Hopefully, they're bringing them back because I usually try to add the promos into the spoilers, the full spoilers, but they haven't well, been doing it. I had to get that subscription to Paramount because I have direct TV and I don't have the station, the company that carries the station. Mm-hmm. You don't. No, I don't have CBS right now at all. Like I have to, I had to actually get another subscription because the DirecTV stuff didn't, they're they're in a fight with the company that owns it for, I guess, rates and stuff like that. And it's ridiculous. I'm not getting my local news or anything. And that's my favorite channel for local news. Oh, wow. Other networks. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean... I will tell you that um, if you're trying to see the Young and the Restless, you know, I can send you the link the day before. Drop it into the messenger. If you're trying to see it without any commercials. I actually just do that on the um, Paramount. So I go. Oh, okay. Oh, so you do do it. Right after work. Yeah. So I hop in there and that gives me plenty of time to be able to watch it and come on here. So it worked out. So you good then. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I had to just go buy another something. You know, it's like one more service. Okay. Wow. Okay. I I thought you were still struggling trying to find it, but you have it. No, thankfully not. Thankfully not. But I got to tell you, man, it's annoying to have just changed services, and then lose a local network. It's like, what is happening? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I know they did take a break, too, for Christmas. So Mm -hmm. they did filming all the way up until, I think, like the second week of December, both both shows. And then they took a Christmas break. So obviously they did a lot of work to carry us into the new year with these yeah. episodes that we were watching. Because I saw um, Zalika Silver post something in her stories, which is Audra over at The Young and the Restless, for those that don't know. Uh-huh. She said, we are back. She posted mm-hmm. that, what, today or yesterday? Mm-hmm. So now we're back to filming, I guess, now that, it's in the new year now, but they were off for probably almost a month. Wow. 
Well, good for them. Get yeah, all, I know they get one in the picture. summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get one in the summer, which I remember Catherine Kelly Lang was like, last day of work for 30 days, you know. So mm-hmm. I think they get one in the summer and they get one in, in Christmas time or something, which is cool because they get to spend time with their family. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, you guys, I'm going to shut it down right here. I appreciate you. Keish, Trish, we did it again. All right, what's going on with you guys next week? Y'all in? Uh, I think I'm good. Yeah, yeah, you should be good for next week, too. Okay. Because we're probably going to have more explosiveness, especially when Audra rats out Kyle. So that's going to be interesting. Yes, it is. But did you see I mean, that spoiler? Did you see that spoiler? I did not, but I've been waiting for Kyle to get a slice of <coughs> of humble pie. Yeah. You're not coughing again, are you, Keish? No, no, no. That, that, no. I promise it's not a sick cough. That was just like a, I need oh, to okay. drink some water. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, so a real quick tip since you mentioned coughing. Um, somebody had posted something about if you have a tickle in your throat and you go to, and you can't sleep because you're coughing and coughing, or if you just, if you have a, just a cough to eat a marshmallow. Really? Because it'll coat your throat. More so than even um, uh, honey is what they said. So look it up, double check for yourself. But that's something that I recently heard. Oh, wow. interesting. Thanks. Yeah. All righty. We got tips too, besides. <laughs> and who doesn't want a marshmallow? <laughs> I know. <laughs> now I need to go get a marshmallow. <laughs> no, so All right, you guys. I will see you guys later and have a good weekend and stay tuned for the spoilers and the recaps. Talk to you later. Bye. Good night. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.